Welcome to Bell Interrupted. Are you out of your damn mind? You get to drink from the fire hole! This is an embarrassment, a disgrace! What? What's the matter, kid? You got wax in your ears? Don't do it! You got Tammy and Parker! <laughs> Hello and welcome to Phil Interrupted. This is the show where I get to do whatever I want while dealing with the constant antics of Smash. We can review movies, video games, and who knows what else. Episodes can be spooky to oddly informative to downright stupid. I am your host, Phil Allen, and I do welcome you to the show. Well, guys, we got a fun, fun panel of guests here tonight. I'm excited about this one. We are going to go deep, deep into the curious and mysterious world of the paranormal. We're going to get spooky on this show. So we're going to get right down to it. We got our, like I said, a panel here of ghost hunters, and we're going to talk a little bit about all that fun stuff. So first guest in the house, we got one of the founders of the Fairless Hills Paranormal Group. We have Dave Newman. Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. Hello out there. There he is. And we have his wife. She is here as well, one of the other founders of the group. Sherry, welcome to the show. Hi. <laughs> Hello. And we have my better half, my lovely wife, Jessica. How you doing, babe? I'm good. Awesome. Good. I'm glad you're here. Mm-hmm. We live together. I'm yes. glad you could make it. <laughs> All right. So we're here to talk about paranormal experiences that we've had. Anything that comes up, informal, light conversation. Like I said, anywhere you want it to go is fine with me. So the first thing I want to talk a little bit about is the let's let's get down to talking about the the group that you guys run. We'll talk about that for a little bit, and then we'll talk about maybe some experiences and things like that. So I believe it was 2008 when you guys started the Fairless Hills Paranormal Group. Yes. Okay. 2008. I want to know a little bit of the background. How'd that like get started? How'd that come together? Well, we started ghost hunting about 2004. But most of our ghost hunting experiences would be going on daylight tours of places, you know, like uh, one of our first, uh, first tours we took with the general public would be like the Eastern State Penitentiary. So we're there with hundreds of people during the day, you know, and to find us, you know, somewhere quiet, you can ditch in and do a real quick EVP session. So, you know, very light ghost hunting. And after... You know, you do that over the weekend, you go into work the next day and you start talking about, you know, hey, what'd you do this weekend? And uh, we start mentioning people, hey, you know, we, this is what we did. And they're like, that's really neat. I want to do that with you. The next time you go out, you got to let me know. Um, so over the years, just doing that and just, you know, paying like like what we do currently for the other pub, for the public, uh, you know, we just seem to gather a lot of interest. So, um, you know, it was no big surprise in 2004. That's when all the TV shows started coming out. So it started mm-hmm. getting widely popular. Yeah. Um, so ghost hunting had a renaissance uh, period. It went probably for, you know, maybe a thousand quiet groups in the background to 10,000 out front of your face, you know. So we decided to, you know, start bringing out our friends and family and, you know, and thought that. Creating a group would be the best option. So we started small. We had five people when we started. Not that we didn't have 80,000 people interested. We started with a small group of five. We bought all the equipment, went out to Eastern State, and made it official. 2008, we started Fellow Sales Paranormal. And God, 
what, 15, how many years is it already? I don't even know, 10 years later now, 10, 11 years? 11 years, yeah. yeah. The the group's been going pretty strong. We're up to over 20 members. Uh, It's had its peaks and valleys, but... uh, you know, we 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 kept it going. We've we've inv- investigated places we probably never in a million years probably would have done if we continued to just go to public things. But you never know. Um, so, but that's basically the backstory of how it started and how we got to today. Nice. All right. So, I would think that you guys had some pretty serious interest in it. Even you were saying 2004 is even when you first started to get involved. There had to have been some experiences, say, from like your childhood or perhaps maybe young adult years or something happened. Some sort of a past experience that kept uh, got you triggered into moving into the whole paranormal thing. Could you share maybe a story about something from the deep past? Secrets revealed here tonight. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody probably has some story that they can tell. They probably, you know, chalk off for for an experience like a dream or something. But everybody, I think, experiences it when they're younger. Even if you have that imaginary friend or, you know, if you see a a relative. And, like, you just kind of think it's just a dream or that really didn't happen. And, you you know, you don't really understand it. But, uh you know, I think we all probably had that, but the funny thing is, is that you know, back in '04, when when this all came, to, you know, into our lives, I I wasn't even really interested in it. You know, it wasn't even something. Sherry was actually the one that would watch the psychic medium shows, and that was before you know the original Ghost Hunters came out. And you know, I'd sit in the living room and go, "What's you know, what's this crap you're watching?" I don't want to watch this. Let's watch sports. <laughs> Dismiss, it. <laughs> Dismiss it. Yeah. You know, and uh, it's funny because I tell the story all the time is that, you know, I, uh, apparently I must have gotten her pretty mad and she had gone to bed early one night and we were arguing and right before it. And um, she had left. It was a Wednesday night and uh, I was kind of just standing, sitting in the living room by myself, flipping through the channels. And I caught the really last end of Ghost Hunters, the first season. And I'm thinking to myself, man, this is the kind of stupid stuff that Sherry would like. So even though she was <laughs> mad at me and I was living in the doghouse, I, you know, I yelled out across the, the house. And I'm like, you got to come out here and see this. So I don't know what it is, but it's guys walking around in the dark with some meter in their hands. I was like, it sounds like something you would like. And we caught the very end of it. And, you know, we watched it for that last 10 or 15 minutes. And we're like, oh, that's pretty cool. Maybe we'll tune in next Wednesday. And, we'll, and that really is how it got started. So... Mm-hmm. That would probably be a better question for her and how she got interested in it, but she kind of, you know, brought that into my life. So, and- yeah. So Jess and I have been going out on investigations with you guys for what? Maybe two. It's been two years now. Year and a half. Two years. Has it been that long? I don't remember. Off and on, maybe. Yeah, I would. Say, I mean, yeah, because yeah. I would say at least. I mean, we could play it, it safe. Say at least a year. Started yeah. working. It's been a little bit. <laughs> we've been going out to a bunch of different places lately. We've been able to get out to a bunch too. And Sherry, on one of the times we were at the Burlington County Prison, which is in New Jersey, and uh, you can look this up online. It, they, a lot of people say it's one of the most haunted places in New Jersey. And uh, we did an investigation there, and it definitely is kind of a creepy place because it's a, a prison, so a, a very old, old prison. So that kind of gives a creepy vibe right off the bat. Now, when we were there, you told Jess and I a, a story about your childhood. With you had heard some sounds or something upstairs. Like I don't remember the exact story. I was kind of wondering if you would share that with us again. It was from your childhood. How didn't you have something at your house? Yeah, I think I was a teenager. Okay. 
um, and I would be home and I would hear boxes or walking or something like boxes moving up in the attic and there shouldn't have been anybody up there. Nobody so, was home or anything like that kind of? No, no, I was the only one home. I even brought the dog in. I was like, uh, I think somebody <laughs> broke in through the window because we had like a short roof. So I thought somebody got in. My uncle came over, checked it out, and there was nobody up there. But boxes were moving and <laughs> there was footsteps. And that's so. weird, right? That's not normal. It made you be like, wait a minute. <laughs> you had to experience, we had a similar experience at our house, Jess. Mm-hmm. I'm turning over to her. You guys can't see me, but I'm now turning <laughs> over to this side of our our panel here of, of yeah. ghost experts. You had, uh, we had some weird sounds at our house, which kind of triggered my interest in it. Like, I've always loved, whether it be documentaries on, on TV, ghost movies, um, podcasts about the paranormal, about ghosts. I, I also like stuff about cryptids, like Bigfoot and all that kind of stuff. I'm a, definitely a skeptic of it. But it, I love just I absorb as much as I can because it's so fascinating and interesting to me. So there's a lot of different uh, paranormal podcasts I listen to as well. So it's something I've always enjoyed is sort of the mysteries of life and those kind of things. Now, when I moved in and we were living here a few years ago, mm-hmm. we had some experiences that are similar to your share where we heard sounds that really couldn't didn't just didn't add up like it didn't make sense why they were happening and it, so we'd be laying in bed and we would hear like like rummaging around or it sound like something might be falling and uh we have we have three kids mm-hmm. and but two of them don't stay here all the time no and so they weren't here which means that upstairs these bedrooms were empty so there's nobody upstairs and we would hear sounds and we'd be like what is that did we ever go up and check like actually go up there and look i remember there was one time it was real late and i heard these sounds and i was like super freaked out i was like it was almost like the pool the covers over your head like just stop hearing sounds upstairs so we had those experiences and then we also had well i had the statue experience which i've told you guys about before haven't i about the statues I don't recall. I don't, yeah, okay, don't you got to listen to this one. So <laughs> this isn't going to be all my stories, I swear. I want you guys to tell a lot of your stories, but I figured I'd, I'd get a few off oh, my geez. chest first to get you guys comfortable. So uh, let's see. There are these three little statues that we have upstairs, and I can show you when we go up. And I had noticed that on certain occasions, they were, like, turning. And we have, like I said, we have kids in the house. Okay, maybe they could have done that. But the one time that really got me is we went to Jess's uh, sister's wedding and the kids were all with the sitters and stuff so we could go to the wedding. So we knew that nobody was in the house. We went to the wedding, had lots of fun. We come back. We weren't drinking. It was We weren't like out of control <laughs> or anything uh, of sane mind. We come back and I open the door and I had been getting into a habit of checking these three statues. So as soon as we open the door, she, <laughs> my wife is laughing at me. Oh, yeah. I've been getting into a habit of checking these statues and I open the door and I immediately look and the middle statue is completely turned around facing the wall. And I'm like, Jess, what is that? That's impossible. I'm like, nobody's been here. So I was freaking out about that. It definitely was blowing my mind. So I actually set up a, here's the best part. I took, we had a, a, our, our daughter was much younger at the time. So I took her baby monitor out of her room. Like, we don't need to watch her anymore. We need to watch what's going on with these statues. <laughs> so I set up the baby monitor to point at the statues. 
and it was uh, like uh, motion detection. It would set off and take a picture. You could have, basically it would be off, but if it saw something, it would click some pictures. So I did that for a while, but the only people I ended up catching were the kids turning the statues. <laughs> now they swear that they didn't do it before and there was also the one occasion that nobody was here so it would have but been that a... camera was so hit and miss because how many times did it not even work when it was in Zoe's it was room? it was a little bit faulty it, it was always i'm like oh we can't look at it now and i'm like yeah it just wouldn't work properly the point of this yeah so like i said all i ended up doing was catching the kids with that but well, I think once you brought it to their attention, that's when they started messing yeah, with Yeah, then they you. started having me- messing with me. I was going to ask you, how much of this investigation were the kids in on? So, yeah. You know, See, they started messing yeah. with it after you made a big stink about it <laughs> and put the baby camera in the living room. Then the kids were like, oh, okay. So then they started messing right. with it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe so I, eat my vegetables. Take this. Yeah, yeah. I ca- <laughs> caught him in the act. Yeah. Now, I think the other thing is probably you which you heard a ton of stuff upstairs while you work at home you've heard things but also Not so much lately no it's no, it's been this it's, has been, been de- nothing this has been nothing for two years but now? it wasn't when i was working from home oh, it was, it was when mornings. i was getting ready for work in the morning okay and i'd hear a ball rolling and things like that which the kids have toys but i don't remember that ever being up there because it's like a distinct ball that we have and i can hear it like rolling around the floor and i think i just got so used to the noises mm-hmm. since i've lived here that i'm like uh feels like why didn't you wake me up <laughs> because yeah because it didn't bother me i would have gone up like run yeah. up there real quick and be like what's going yeah. on up here but yeah no. that was it's everything stopped like two years ago we haven't had anything since so nothing. if we had anybody visiting us or something they're they're gone now for a while especially in the middle of the night there was always that banging like it yeah just... now i want you to tell your quick story and I want you guys to tell stories, too. I'm warming you guys up, getting your brains thinking about stories you can tell us. I want you to tell them about the time that you think you saw me in the window. Oh, yeah. Well, our bed was in a different spot than it is now. And I woke up in the middle of the night and I saw a shadow figure looking out the one window. Like a silhouette kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, it was a silhouette. And I'm like, what is Phil doing up looking out the window in the middle of the night? So I'm just watching it for a while. And then eventually I was like, babe, babe. And then he goes, what? And I was like, what are you doing by the window? He goes, I'm not in the window. I'm right next to you sleeping. Yeah, she's and then like, what are you I doing? I'm like, oh, I'm sleeping. So I put my arm over and I felt him and I was like, what the hell? And I looked up and it was gone. Totally gone. I think that was the biggest one for me. And the time the lights turned out in the shower, but the switch was still up and it was really weird. Yeah, that's weird. But, but someone could just that chalk shadow? that up to some weird electrical yeah. thing. But seeing, actually oh, no, physically you, seeing something is It looked totally like you different. looking out the window. For sure. 100% sure. There was something looking out the window. I swear on it. Which is why I've been so interested to go. It, Jess is the one who really wanted to go on the investigation. I've guys. always wanted to do it. And then when I met Sherry and she told me she was doing it, I was like, oh, my God. Like, finally, like I can do this. I wanted to do this, like, almost my whole life. So then when I met you and I was like, oh, my God, I immediately yeah. went and told Phil about it. I'm like, oh, my God, we have to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. <laughs> I was begging him to do this. Yeah. And I've always been interested, like I said. But when she was bringing that up, I was like, you know, actually, that could be a lot of fun. Cause I watch a lot of shows and stuff. And and we've been having those experiences. So that definitely was like piqued the curiosity even more. Let's change gears here a little bit. That, those are our experiences. Let's talk a little bit about maybe some of the equipment that people might not be familiar with that's 
popular in the paranormal world? What kind of equipment? Like, what, what's your favorite equipment to use? Hmm. Mine? I don't know. What do I, I? There's a few of them I like to use. I um. I like the Mel because it has the temperature on it. The what? The Mel meter. The Mel meter. So what is that? That's like a. EMF, an EMF temperature yeah. and something else. It's got it's it takes the temperature. It uh, does the electric magnetic field, has a flashlight on. It's kind of a multi-purpose meter. Uh, the way that the way in the past years and you know since you know I've I've been interested in it for you know more than fifteen years. You know you do kind of see how the equipment has evolved. And basically, at this point now, most of the equipment is like five or six pieces of equipment now all incorporated into one. They just make it a little bit easier. I mean, you know, the tactical, the tactical vest that people would wear and still not have enough <laughs> yeah, pockets yeah. to put all this equipment in. They needed a Wawa bag. Yeah, <laughs> Wawa yeah, maybe, maybe we could have gotten, yeah, maybe if we would have met you sooner, we would have caught, you know, that Wawa bag would have been profitable. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, I've I've seen people, you know, we all looked like you know, you know, you know, our pants falling down and stuff from the weight of all the equipment, you know, and it's so it's always been that way. But uh, you know, I like I like something that that's more compact, that that's got more options, with, you know, you know, to break it down to like a five and one or something. So, uh, but I'm old fashioned, you know, I'm old school. I still like carrying around a K two and. You know something like that and you know it's again you know it's like when you when you look back when we used to spend an hour hooking up dvr systems and you know basically using them as where is everybody when we heard a noise opposed to catching anything in them because it's just not what you get you're not lucky like that mm-hmm. you know it's very seldom that anybody running you know any type of uh, dvr system is gonna come up with the you know the holy grail of ghost hunting although it does happen or we wouldn't do it you know but it, you know, in my that's, experience, that's the physical proof that you can right. show people. So that is, right. like you said, the holy grail kind of thing. Right. And we've we've had stuff that's been really good on camera, um, not full body apparition style, but you know, objects move and fall or whatever. But you know, hey, th- this this field, and I think if you ask anybody, is more about personal experiences. You know, mm-hmm. people have the personal experience. It's like I kind of related to golf, and I don't want to try to stay away from the sports, you know, uh, comparison. But you know, you play eighteen holes, and you're really not doing really well for seventeen, and you hit that that excellent shot on the eighteen, and you want to play again. You know what I mean? Yeah. So spend six hours in a place with nothing, absolutely nothing happening, is can be really discouraging. You know, but then you get you know you listen to one recorder, and you get one heavy breath, and you're you're back in the game again. You know, and so you know, it's it's. You know, I'm getting kind of off track because I know you did ask about the uh, equipment, but no, yeah. no, no, not at all. Yeah, I, I'd definitely say for me it would be. I, I wouldn't classify it as my favorite piece of equipment, but I do like the MF detectors. I just find them easier to work with, and you know, there's there's the world of possibilities with them, and I know there's a lot of stuff to it, and they educate you because there's a lot of stuff you need to be able to debunk if you have one of them. Sure, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of stuff that's not paranormal. They can set it off, yeah. So it's a nice learning experience, too. So you kind of have a piece of equipment you're having fun with, and you're learning with it. So for me, it's lightweight, easy to tear, and I'm done with the days of the tactical vest with 100 pieces of equipment, <laughs> you know, and so I'm not real big on recorders, even though it's probably the 100% best way of, you know, interacting with the spirit world. It's usually through EVPs. Um, now that's electronic voice phenomena. Phenomena, yeah. right, okay. So I like the real-time stuff. That way it really cuts back on, you know, the review at the end of the night. 
you hear what's going on, which you wouldn't normally hear because, you know, obviously, you know, what records is not what you're hearing with your own ears, and, you know, 99% of the time. So the real, real time allows you to hear that. So that's really important. Yeah, that's really a fun uh, piece of equipment to use if you do real time. So, so like that would be kind of like, say, like you'll, you're like, is there anybody in the room? Are we alone? Like you kind of just throw out some questions right. and you may not hear anything. But the idea is if you go back and record it, it's possible right. that something got picked up. Right. Which you see a lot in the shows and, and well, things like that. Well, with the real time, you're supposed to be able to hear as you're listening. You have the headphones right. already in, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. yeah, so that takes away, again, you know, you got four cameras running for six hours, four recorders running for six hours. That's you're going to need to hire of, a crew. Yeah. That's a lot of review. <laughs> yeah. Quite frankly, when you're up till four in the morning doing ghost hunting the next day, you know, you, have ten, you tend to not offer not be at your sharpest when you're reviewing you can really miss a lot of stuff so i mean that takes that element right out of there mm-hmm. you know you're you're there hearing it you can you can bookmark it you can tag it and you can go back and be specific about what you want to hear mm-hmm. so it's a fun little device to do you know and and, and again you know it's you know you, you take all the simple stuff that we used to use 15 years ago and you know it's just it's a fun day it's you know if you can't have fun doing this you know why right. bother doing it because there's a lot of stuff out there there's the um the spirit boxes, there's all sorts of different equipment with different theories that it may work. I think what you're kind of trying to say is that maybe it's like keep it simple, stupid kind of thing. Like the easiest stuff is the best way to really experience it. Some of this stuff may be toys per se, some of it. I really do believe that. I really do believe that, especially if you're starting out because it can be, I think a lot of people believe that, you know, they watch it on TV shows. And you don't understand that it could be three nights, eight hours, ten hours, and they're they're able to pull together twenty minutes to show you in a half hour, you know, TV show. Yeah, of something that's mm-hmm. vaguely interesting. Yeah. It may not even be like insane, you know, right. like it. Yeah, and you've had you know, keep it simple, go out there and have fun, and you know, it'll happen. You just got to keep putting yourself in that situation. You know, you can't go one time and then not go again, and, right. and then pose an opinion. You know, right? You got to be open to it. You got to go out. You got to have fun with it. You got to do it a lot. You know, you got to, and, and once you get that, you will have your experience. And when you have the experience, you, that's what keeps you going back. And it doesn't have to be a million dollar piece of equipment. You know, that's the whole thing. You know, yeah. you just need to try and try and try, and eventually it'll happen. I've known people that started off with us and experienced it on the first first time out. Mm-hmm. And I know people that were with us for three years before they had their first experience. And it was so minute, you would think that, that the ghost came up and sat on our lap and it was just a simple <laughs> noise they heard. You know, that was only them. <laughs> And, you know, but they waited so long for it. And, you know, that thing was huge when it happened. And we're all kind of looking at it. That's nice. That's a nice little piece of something for you there. I'm glad you experienced that. And I was like, yeah, but I had, you know, I had a, I had a spirit whistle on my, you know, blowing my ear one time. And I felt the breeze. My hair moved, you know. And, you know, so I, you like know. a full-blown whistle? It wasn't a whistle. It was a, it was more of a hey. And, like, it, like the, somebody came up to me and came behind me and went, hey. And I felt the bugger. I felt the breeze blow into my ear. Like I felt it. So it was pretty, you know, so, you know, we don't put ourselves in positions for demonic stuff. So, you know, we, if, if there's, you know, pentagrams all over the place and, (laughs) you know, anything like synthetic writings and stuff like that, we just don't go there. You know, we don't want to put ourselves in there. So we're not experiencing scratching and people throwing us down steps or anything like that. (laughs) You know, I go, 
we go to places, you know, you know, for example, like the Bolton Mansion. I'm, I don't want to plug Bolton Mansion, but please go there. Uh, <laughs> it's got, uh, you know, but uh, and that's, a, that's in Levittown, Pennsylvania. In Levittown, Holly Hill, Levittown, Pennsylvania. We do do ghost stuff there a lot. There's uh, always something going on there, and it's not just from my group, but. Uh, you know, you can search a lot, just search the Bolt Mansion, and chances are you'll probably find an event that goes on there. A lot of other groups come and host events that are open to the public, and you can come out and, and experience it. Yeah, we've been there a couple of times. I can second that. It's a, it's a pretty cool it's a pretty huge cool building. place. You yeah. get to see it all when you do uh, paranormal. You don't get to see it all when you do just regular history tours. You know, we don't open the upstairs and the basements on that. It's just first floor. So if you really want to come out and get the history first come out and get the history we do open houses every second saturday of the month well we're switching it to sunday to sunday year. sorry we were doing yep. saturday, sundays sunday. now sundays yeah <laughs> cut that one off uh, <laughs> but uh yeah it's every second sunday of the month starting um in april um, you can come out and get a history tour. That way you know you know what's going on. I always recommend that you at least know a little bit of something. It doesn't have to be paranormal, but a little something about where you're at, kind of get a feel for it, and then uh, come back out and do a paranormal because you'll see more of the mansion, and it's a really neat place. It is neat. It is. And I think that's one of the fun things also about doing the investigations, just going to bizarre places that you may never go to and so, and sometimes getting really cool access to certain areas that you may not normally get like you're saying at the mansion there we can go to different places and other spots we've been to it's like most people we don't allow in here but we're gonna let you guys go in do your thing and that's pretty cool and a lot of the people in the group are really nice so it's really fun to talk to them and catch up there's definitely um camaraderie how do i say that word camaraderie, camaraderie. <laughs> that's why i have you guys on <laughs> that's, that's definitely you know what we what we when my group does it my group members are all there so you know when the group and you guys are part of the group so hopefully you'll be able to come out and experience that you know soon too where you know i place my guys throughout the mansion and they have their equipment and they're you know they're demoing it and a lot of people you know a lot of the stuff is really near and dear and do cost a lot of money and they might demo it, but I'm not going to let you touch it. But there's a lot of other stuff that you will be able to touch when you come out, you know, to these events. And you get to experience just, you know, what we do. It's difficult in that public, you know, forum. But, you know, when you when you come out in a group, you know, where it's nice and quiet and it's limited, that's when you get the real TV show experience. But, you know, as again, keep in mind, you know, they just don't act on on call you right know. you might not get anything right yet. so it's a real neat they're not on payroll right. yeah i wish i could put one or two that'd be nice yeah. Yeah. yeah but we try to be authentic and we want your experience to be authentic you know we're not going to stage anything or anything like that but it's uh you know it's it's a fun thing and yeah give it a shot yeah you could spend like thousands of dollars on equipment oh. if you just wanted to go nuts you'd go oh, into yeah. these different ghost uh websites and stuff that have because I bought a few things for you for Christmas, EMF meter, like a laser grid, and mm-hmm. uh, and I got a, a recorder, too. So it's like you start, like you said, the little things. You don't need to go nuts, and I've seen stuff on there that's like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars, and you're like, is that going to get you any closer? I don't know. but So you could spend a fortune, but speaking of the Bolton Mansion, uh, Sherry, you had showed us a picture, or maybe Dave did, I forget, either one of you guys had that thermal picture. So you're using a thermal camera, which is picking up, I guess, heat signatures or uh, cold areas, hot areas. And that picture to me, when I first saw it, I was like, I don't see anything. But then when you pointed it out, I was like, oh, Hmm. huh. (laughs) Like, 
I I want to explain all these things first. I almost want to like debunk them first because then when I see it, I believe it. I'd be like, oh my god! Like it changed my whole like world view. Like I'm not sure I completely believe they're real. This is why I'm going on all these investigations because I want to believe. I want to believe, and that was one that made me go, hmm, hmm. I can't quite explain. It. So. Describe like what it is sort of in that particular thermal picture that I find so interesting. Well, you have it on your phone. Yeah. Oh, you have the you have the evidence. Yeah. It, it, there's like there's a backstory too. So I mean, you know, it, you can show me. I've seen a lot of. I've had a lot of people send me stuff. You know, over the years, um, via email or whatever, show me pictures when we're out and about. You know, I don't. I'm not an expert by any means. I'm just uh, just another guy that enjoys ghost hunting. But do I have an opinion? Sure, I have an opinion. You know, and I guess maybe because Sherry and I, and Sherry's more about it than I am, believe it or not, that you know, we just want to make sure that what we're putting out there is authentic, is true, is you know, may, maybe we're wrong, but you know, in our hearts, we believe we saw or you know what we saw, and it is you know whether or not it can be proven wrong or not. Um, so we truly believe, you know, this is paranormal and believe me, we, we've probably thrown out a lot of really great evidence that we've collected over the years just because we had that even minute shred of doubt that it could not possibly be paranormal. Mm -hmm. And I mean, really great, you know, class A EVPs and, you know, but if you have something, just a shred of doubt, it goes and we're not going to even play around with it. So when this thermal shot is kind of like you know you know it's up on the refrigerator with our kids pictures you know type of a deal <laughs> absolutely yeah, yeah so um the story is is that it is bolton mansion um i can tell you a little story real super quick about um i'll take your time all right i'll take my time then. you're gonna regret that you are, you <laughs> i'll stay up. you guys can go to bed i'm staying up listen to this we started back in 1971 two people who loved each other very dearly now I'm not even sure they liked each other, but I I was a you know product of their their being together. So, so <laughs> back to current day. Jerry, you were right. <laughs> you can cut that out. Too. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So um, we had the roof being uh, back in I think it was six twenty sixteen. We were doing the room. Now actually, this goes back even a little further. Yeah, twenty eleven. We had some roofers um, doing our our roofing, and cedar uh, roofing. You know, goes straight through. You you put the the planks down and then it's either you know there's not a membrane in between it it goes you know right out the outside if you if you if you pull them up and they were going over over the roof at the point where the third floor landing where this thermal imaging camera was yeah we're going back years but that's where they were um uh you know they, they were doing that portion of the roof um the roofers didn't speak english the foreman did um they came one of the uh people that worked at bolton on the board at the time Knew the the roofing company was should be getting close to being done, so they, she went over there and you know to check out the status. Uh, the foreman came down. The guy wasn't too far away from where the experience happened, but basically, you know, it's like yeah, it looks really great, and uh, you know, the guy was like, hey, can I ask you a question? She's like, absolutely. What you know, what's on your mind? She's like, uh, he's like my guy right there. You see him? And she's like, yeah, he's like about five feet over. You know, he was working on the roof there, and. Uh, you know, he will, he wants to know about the family that lives here. And um, she's like, what do you mean family that lives here? And she's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, you know, he, he saw two kids sitting, you know, playing on the landing and a woman in a white dress running really fast in between doorways back and forth. 
you know, and she kind of grinned and said, well, nobody lives here. You know, so he's like, well, I'm not telling them because they're not going to come back tomorrow. You know, those don't mm-hmm. scare the crap out of them. They're not going to come back. So, you know, it, it's it's kind of plays into where the thermal image shot of the little girl, if that's what it was. Definitely a little girl because you can see the details in, in the picture. And um, I was standing against the doorway looking into the landing where this, you know, this individual guy from the roofing company had seen two kids sitting there playing. And I'm watching a shadow go back and forth in between, you know, the doorways, back and forth on the wall to the left of me. And these guys were all behind me shooting the thermal imaging. Sherry was there with a, you know, regular digital camera. And, you know, I'm watching it. And um, I don't know. I, you know, I've always been taught from the beginning, if you're dealing with, you know, kid spirits, you want to kind of get down to their level. You don't want to be standing six, you know, six feet tall over top of them. People just weren't that tall back in that day. And you can get better reaction if you sit down on the floor and get to their level, you know, where they're not too scared of you anymore. And um, so I decided I was going to kneel down. When I did that, I must have kicked up some dust. I don't know. I just started coughing, like, uncontrollably. And I was like, this isn't fun for anybody trying to do recordings or anything. So I'm going (laughs) to run downstairs and get a drink. You know, so I left. And uh, apparently that's when the thermal imaging camera, um, you know, caught the figure. And Sherry actually, um, I believe, seen it. You know, with her own eyes through the digital LCD screen, I believe, because I think you actually referenced to the guy, Eric, in our group that, uh, you know, did you see that? Did you catch that, Did you, you know, on the thermal? Because he was standing behind the thermal the whole time. So it was like after I left, you know, it seems a perfect story. It's like I'm sitting there watching her walk back and forth, trying to figure out who I am. Once I leave, she's wondering who the heck the rest of these people are and decided to peek out around the corner and say hi, you know, mm-hmm. and she's very active spirit, and anybody who's sensitive or even not has, you know, seen her. She's very active. She doesn't hide, you know, a lot of people have seen her over the years as in, like, a regular person looking out the window. And there's big windows in that place. That's a big window. Huge windows. Yeah. I actually stood in the windows, like, I could totally freak some people going out by right oh, now. Yeah. <laughs> and, because uh, I've, I've been in that room where that incident happened. Yeah, and, yes, I could definitely see how seeing... A little girl up in that window would be like, did I just see? What? Yeah. Oh, for my years. God. For years, mm-hmm. people have been seeing this little girl. I got the double windows. There's only two. Well, there's only one double window in the whole entire building, and that's where they see her. It's on the second floor, and she likes to look out there, and that's where all the claims are. But this was up on the third floor landing, and again, when you look at the thermal, and I've showed it to a lot of people who claim to be the experts in the field, and you know, I like all these people, so I'm not, I'm not, you know, saying they're not, but um, you know, definitely been doing it longer than me, and. A lot of them are more educated in the field, I guess, if you want to say. Maybe had a chance to have better experiences than I do and really do it a lot more. And every single one of them were, took it enough to put it on their websites and, and advertise it when they come and do their events at Bolton and talk about it, you know, on anything they do on Facebook, like Facebook Live. So nobody's been able to tell me it wasn't, you know, the image of the girl. Right, because it's hard to explain because... Like you said, it's it's an area upstairs, and according to the the thermal in- image, most of it is cold. Yeah. yeah, is it correct, or is or is she colder? Was she warmer? She was actually uh, was she the, the warmer. I forget. She that. was she was colder than the actual temperature that's, that was coming that's, up. That's that's what at, it was. It was at forty five degrees. I mean, if hmm. you're forty five degrees, you're dead. She was colder. Yeah. She was colder. Okay, than that. that's what it was, and you can see sort of like like peering around like the side of the door. You see what appears to be image of 
two eyes, from what I remember looking at it, and right. the outline of, of a head kind of thing. And do you see the shoulder? I'm not sure if I remember if you see you a did. shoulder a little bit reaching it, around. It appears like either hair and it's kind of laying on her shoulder. Yeah, so you see most of her upper torso and right. her head. But, but it's it's pretty distinct. So that's the image of it. But you said you saw it on something else? The LCD? What were you, you I saw had a regular it? night vision camera. And I saw like a little flicker in the LCD screen. Yeah. And at the same time I saw that flicker, Eric says, oh, did you did you see that? And, you know, talking to Kathy. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. What are you talking about? What did you see? Yeah. And I got up and I said, because, you know, I just saw something right here. And I was showing him in the camera. I mean, um, at the doorway that, you know, this is where, about where I saw something. And he's like, yeah, yeah, right there. And then when he went back and did the video. But, but the got, whole experience was just like. It was like, super quick. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yep. I, I, when we were there the last time I sat right in there and just looked at that. I was like, come back, come on. Right. I'm here. Come yeah. back. Well, Linda, <laughs> Linda saw her on the third or on the first floor in the blue room. Oh, wow. Like actual, she described her dress and everything. What? Uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. She definitely isn't afraid to show herself. I mean, I've seen her in shadow form hundreds of times you yeah, know she doesn't it's... stay home i've got to see this yeah. <laughs> i've got to see this yeah. it was a little quiet the last time we went i didn't really see too much but yeah. i want right. to i want to try it again because i want to have that experience where i'm like oh whoa like yeah. my mind is blown i want to believe yeah, i'll tell you what <laughs> i'm not saying i don't believe you guys i do and that's why i do this and why i continue to go on these things i want to see it that's i really want to see it you want to experience it yeah yourself. yeah mm-hmm. yeah and we had one experience with her with uh, multiple people probably about seven people in the group were back in that back room and i was watching the shadow through the hallway because the doors are all lined up and they go straight mm-hmm. through you know and I'm watching like two door doorways down the shadow around the same height, and this is years before that. And without saying anything, I just made people just take their turns, kind of like musical chairs, sit in this chair, and you know, just tell me what you see. And I didn't give any detail out, but it's kind of like a double take to the left. They would you know look around and do this, and then, mm-hmm. you know look back and. You know, I'm giggling like a little schoolgirl because <laughs> I know exactly what they're saying, but I need to be, you know, I need them to tell me, you know, and it's, I think Sherry experienced it, like two or three other people that were in the room with me experienced it, they all saw the shadow, you know, coming out the door, and, and you know, when you look at two or three, you know, a three foot shadow, I mean, obviously you put two and two together, it's probably a child, you know, mm-hmm. and um, so... And we had, and uh, I, you know, we have we have a friend who's a psychic medium, Joseph Tittle, and he's, you know, very believable. I I believe him if he tells me anything, just from a personal, a couple personal experiences I've had with him. And um, you know, we had him over to do a couple investigations over there, and you know, we were all in the blue room, and the tan room is, uh, you know, we were. I'm sorry, what's reversed that we were all in the tan room and he was in the blue room by himself and he's over there talking. I like those names. It sounds like a movie or something. (laughs) We were were in the blue room. Well, (laughs) we we paint the walls and we call it color. But uh, uh, yeah, you think we name it after somebody that lived there? But now we're just saying no colors. (laughs) Keep it simple, stupid. Right? It can be a red room someday. (laughs) Red room. But uh, yeah, yeah. So he's over there talking to somebody and you know we were all in the other room and. I'm like, well, let me go check out and see what he's doing over there. And I look through the thing. I'm like, hey, Joseph, you know what's going on? And he's Indian style in the middle of the room. He's like, I'm just talking to a little girl. 
You know, so it just seems wow. like there's a lot of hmm. reasons to believe, you know, that we're just not making this stuff up. And when you see it, and even if you doubt it because of just like you are skeptical and maybe you need to, you know, just a little bit more, um, there's just so much stuff that's, that points at, you know, there's a spirit of a little girl there. There's more spirits than just her, but she's more likely that you're going to get an interaction with outside of all the rest of them. You know, the other ones are very difficult. You have to be sensitive and mm-hmm. to pick up on them. And even the cat, there's a cat ghost, yeah. you know, <laughs> spirit there that Sherry has seen and I have nice. seen and other people have seen and, hear, and heard. I've heard about the cat for the longest time since at least 2011. And I'm like, no, there's no cat. There's no cat. But we were having a meeting probably, what, a year ago? And it was the first time. Hmm. And the only time I've ever seen it. It looked like it was jumping from the window. I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, they're going to knock over all that, all the chairs. It's going to knock over the chairs. I'm like, wait a minute. What am I talking about? There's no cat here. <laughs> exciting. It's an exciting building. A lot, a lot of stuff to experience. You just got to make, you know, get yourself there and put yourself in that type of a situation. And hopefully it'll happen for you. Yeah. It's definitely, you got to invest the time. Is what yeah, you're saying? Yeah, yeah. I, I, you told us. I think the last time we're out, you're like, "This is probably the world's most boring hobby." Yes. <laughs> yeah. Except that one time. Yes. And then you're all you're wide awake and ready to do it all over again. Yep. <laughs> now, Dave, you told me a pretty interesting story. Uh, if you would tell again, I would love to hear it. you. I think it was at Fort Mifflin. You told this really cool story about seeing. Well, I'll let you tell. I won't spoil. It. I'll let you tell the story. Oh, uh, Casemate Five. Right. Yeah, Sherry was actually there with. You know, we got to experience something for the first time together. Um, we were at Fort Mifflin, and Fort Mifflin never seems to disappoint either. Very, very haunted place. Now, where's uh, this place? Just so people listen. This listening is uh, Hog Island, down near the Philadelphia Airport. So okay. you have to take the uh, the uh, last exit over the the, the the. I don't know the name of the bridge, but it's a, it's a, after you go through past the the stadiums and whatnot. There's a bridge that goes, you know, and then you, there's Island Ave exit right afterwards. You take that. It's back where the UPS. The hub is. So it's like and, South yeah. Philly down towards by the airport area. Yeah, it's yeah, it literally, fly right yeah, fly over okay. top of you, which can be quite annoying when you're trying to do EVPs. But, you know, they stop after a certain time of the night. So, you know, a lot of times when we're there, we're there all night to the wee hours of the morning anyway. So, <laughs> you know, get some Zs while you're there and then wake up and go out at like at 3 a.m. It's pretty Get an fun. alien sighting while you're there. Um, no, it's a plane. It's a plane. You know, it's a plane. That's a whole other <laughs> podcast, man. Yeah. But, uh, I love alien shows, too. Yeah, we love have. We have MUFON uh, certified people in our group, so we have yeah. Two. So yeah, you know they, we get a little bit. Next thing is is go look for Bigfoot, but we haven't oh, gotten God. that far yet. Uh, I'll be up that alley. Yeah, <laughs> I could head up that investigation. Uh huh. I, I just like to camp and push. The Jersey Devil. <laughs> a lot right. of devils in this room. Yeah, <laughs> New Jersey Devil room. But yeah, we. Uh, so yeah, yeah, the Fort Fort Mifflin. Fort right. Mifflin. We were just sitting in Casemate. Um, you know, we 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 were sitting in along the back wall, and they're kind of like a half circle type of a room. It has everyone basically has a fireplace and then a door. And uh, that particular day, they had the bunk set up um, like as if it was a soldier's barrack, I guess. And it called you know, which created like a hallway, like a center aisle, I should say. And Sharon and I were sitting with our backs against the wall. They had a bench um, right in the middle. You know, I have the I have the video camera. Sherry had a digital camera, uh, probably a recorder, I'm sure. And uh, she had just replaced the batteries before we went in there. But you know, every good ghost hunter always has a pocket full of batteries. You know, which is kind of strange when you're not ghost hunting. Or Wawa bag. We have them in our Wawa bag. 
Or if you have a fancy Wawa. Which, bag. if you don't know, Wawa is a, a local convenience store around here. It's just a plastic. It's just a plastic bag. Yeah. It's no fancy case or nothing like that. I'm sure we'll touch on that later. <laughs> <laughs> Little fun. But, yeah, yeah, but so. here we could break it out. Props. We could, yeah. <laughs> I know it's gotta do upstairs. the. I could, I could just go to another Wawa and get another one. It's <laughs> not a, not a problem. It. I can get you I plenty. I don't think you can replace the Wawa bag with just another <laughs> Wawa bag. Yeah. So yeah, the batteries. You got your spare batteries. Right? Got the spare batteries. So we sit down, you know, and I'm just filming randomly, and you know the lights are off, and uh, Sherry. I don't know if she was taking pictures and it went dead or if she tried to just, I mean, she probably answered sitting right next to me. I'm trying to like talk for her, but, uh, you know, I don't know if it just died all together <laughs> at once, but certainly enough, you had issues with the camera batteries. They, they went dead, whatever. So, you know, I hand, I was like, well, you have other batteries. And she's like, yeah. So, you know, she puts batteries in, she tries to turn it back on and it didn't work again. So I'm like, well, it's dark in here. Maybe, maybe you put the batteries in upside down or something. So I, I typical, uh, right? The yeah, battery yeah. issue. Sure. <laughs> Damn it. And then, uh, so I just sit here and I use the LG LCD screen on the video camera for her to have the light. So basically I'm sitting there with the camera, you know, filming the wall, you know, the <laughs> ceiling. Cause I turned it like this. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just kind of looking straight ahead and I'm looking at the fireplace and, you know, I'm just eyes adjusting, you know, they finally adjusted and I'm looking and top left hand corner i see this little dot now you know there's a there's like a shop light up there or something that they use to light the room up you know so you can clearly see that but i'm like looking like just above it and this it's like started like a small tennis ball size black you know dot and it started just to get bigger and it started working its way down the wall in front of the uh fireplace and um out into the to the aisle and it started coming at me and then you know i'm basically sitting in the middle of the aisle against the wall and it's coming down and as it was getting closer it was getting bigger and bigger and bigger it never took like a form of a person but it was like and sherry had used the word pixel earlier you know if you look at stuff like that on the screen it's like this little you know clean cut square corners on you know and that's basically what it did it was just changing sizes but stayed pretty compact and, you know, and, I, and I, you know, and you just don't want to not stop looking at it because, you know, the moment I turn my eyes a certain way, it's not going to be there, you know, and I'm still stupid me still filming the ceiling, you know, and not turn the <laughs> camera and catch my first, you know, greatest picture ever, you know, video ever. World famous for this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I so badly want to, you know, bump Jerry and say, do you see this? You know, and I'm like thinking and I'm like, but I don't want to leave my eyes off. it. You're almost and, like a deer in headlights kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah. Like just what? And I know Sherry and I, uh, this part of the story kind of differ. But, you know, I, I, I think I remember saying to her, I was about to say, do you see that? And I got as far as Alan. She's like, do you see that? You know, so she saw it, too. And that that's great confirmation. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two people independently have not spoken of what is being observed. But you know when you say something, okay, we're seeing the same thing. Right. Yeah. yeah, and we both saw the same thing. But as fast as like you, you blink or something, it's gone. It maybe made, I would say maybe, I don't know the comparison, maybe 10 feet from us, 12 feet from us, maybe halfway yeah, down probably. the hallway, whatever you want to, however you want to measure it out. But it got pretty darn close. But, you know, mm-hmm. it's a matter of a blink of an eye, a movement of an eye, and it's gone. But I think it, it it dissipated at the same time at for both of us too. So that's pretty neat, you know. Not, not you know, we didn't see that. Like it wasn't a mist. It wasn't anything like that. You know, it, it wasn't even like to the point where you would picture something floating. It, it was just uneven corners and edges, and you know, like as it was, yeah, it was weird. It was like hard abstract. to abstract. 
it was something you can never describe. If I drew a picture of it, you know, you could you couldn't find something else that you can compare it to. It's kind of weird, but it was a nice experience, and I got to experience it with the love of my life. You know, paranormal. <laughs> that was a joke. But was, <laughs> apparently, I'm not on the funny pod. <laughs> but, yeah, but no, I, you know, it's nice. Yeah, like you said, you know, be vindicated of uh, if you see something, you definitely, you know, first, am I going nuts? Am I really seeing this? You're, and fil- then you're filming else. the wall. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's yeah, the whole God. time you can listen at the tape, and you know, you can hear everything. But we're, I'm filming the wall because I just didn't want to move. You know, it's not that I was scared. I don't really get scared. I can get startled, but. This stuff don't scare us. If you if you're scared, then you know you, you're in the wrong field. Because <laughs> you know, I know a lot of people are like, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah, I don't like roller coasters, but yeah, that room is pitch dark and there's noises coming from it, and they say it's haunted." I'm running in. I'm going yeah. in. <laughs> yeah, going for the kill. But I won't go on a roller coaster. No way, you guys are. Nuts I won't either. So, I second you. I will not do that yeah. either. Not for me. It's and now I'm much natural. too old for it. It's uh, not natural. It, it isn't. I, I don't. Know, I, I don't, like them. I don't need I like that. Not, I don't need that. Not meant to be go fast upside down. <laughs> No, not so for me. My game is, I don't like planes either, so let's throw that out there. In case. Oh, I do like planes. Right, I go. love planes. That's good. I like heights. No. <laughs> I like heights. No. I'm, I'm sitting down on this stool. It's too high. <laughs> no, no way. So, I, it was sort of an orbish kind of thing, perhaps? Or you no. wouldn't describe it as the classic no. orb? No. Nowhere okay. near it, because it was too elongated. I mean, it, it was probably, you know... It, and it grew. Yeah, I mean, it was. It Changed. took a form of a of a of a oval, untamed side know. little thing. I don't know. You know, it's like you said. It's so difficult to explain. It was to me. I I seen some of the edges, and they just seemed like really boxy little corners. You know, like that's why I can only really describe it as pixels on a on a video screen or something of that nature. And um, so kind of like when they blur something out on the. Right, mm-hmm. Sarah, that would probably oh, okay. be, just figure that as dark black with no real life censorship. Detail. Right, <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe it wasn't clothed. I don't know. You know, you know we're just keeping it family. I don't know. So I have a question about that. So when you see something like that, I mean, this may sound stupid, but you, it's a spirit or a ghost, whatever you want to call it. How do you think it's interacting? Like, do you think there's like another? like dimension or like people call it like the upside down that's a stranger things reference but there's some sort of like a parallel universe to us or do you think they're in our this is really theoretical here but do you even have a theory of where you think they are and how there's a crossover to experience them well before i even answer that question i just want to let you guys know that i believe that the paranormal is a field of opinion so you know my opinion will definitely differ from a lot of other opinions and i don't claim to be an expert in any field especially any kind of uh scientific field but you know the type of equipment we use and the approach that we take is a scientific approach um we do have some spiritual people in the group that will use things like you know uh you know, different kinds of uh, cards and crystals. and that like pendulum thing? Pendulums, yeah. Yeah. So, But, you know, originally we went into this on a scientific approach. So we're using equipment. A lot of the stuff is stamped, you know, for entertainment use only. But, I mean, we're going after it in that approach. And, you know, I'm very much into science. And, you know, and and I, 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 you know, I like all that kind of stuff. So when you're talking about, you know, parallel, you know, uh, worlds and and stuff. Yeah. I I mean, I don't think that that's so off the wall of your taking a scientific approach. 
Um, if you're taking a spiritual approach, you probably don't believe that. You probably think it's, you know, the other side of what I also tend to believe in that, you know, people live, people die, energy sticks around sometimes, you know, for a reason. Sometimes it's not for a reason. It's just, you know, it can get attached to stuff and mm. not be really the person, just their energy, you know. Hence, if you go to an antique store or buy, a, you know, a nice little chair and then all of a sudden you're you know your animals are following around a spirit in your house because you you know you brought that energy home i mean there's so many different things that i believe in and, and i feel you know this field brings that it's hard to answer you know in one specific thing but i do yeah i, I agree with you in that sense to your question that there are parallel universes and you know all that theoretical stuff could play into this and then and then i also believe anybody who believes you know the spiritual side of it because because you don't know right so it's it's i guess anything can be game really yeah really i mean and that's the whole point of it i think if you're open to everything and you're not close-minded to it that's when you're going to experience it and your experiences alone are going to be what dictates how you how you feel it you know, and and that's the way you have to be, and, and you got to have fun with it. And you know, if you're going to go into right, yeah. it hard nosed, skeptic, you you really probably you, all you're doing is bringing the people around you down. You know right, what I mean? Right. <laughs> you have to be a little bit open to it. You know, you, I get it. You know, the Ouija board stuff. And speaking of that, we got a Ouija board right over here. <laughs> you I can stay over that's, there. I know. <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna bring that up. We we got that, and I refused to open it. It was like uh, a, a gag gift for me I at seen, Christmas. I seen Jumanji. I don't want no parts of that. Jumanji. It's a great but, movie. Yeah. I I've never used the Ouija board, and I never want to. I'm just like I have, and I like, why, why? Yeah, see why why open that possible door? Why even bother? It's like a roller coaster. I don't need because it because it's made by like Mattel. So <laughs> you know, you know, so it's a, what you, when you're a kid, you don't think anything different. I, I don't know if it's Mattel or not, but the I know mystifying it's Oracle. It's right over here. Yeah. So you know, I guess. I guess before we were all educated enough, you know, we didn't have cellular phones and internet and Facebook, you know, <laughs> back in the, back when I was a kid and used it back in the early eighties, mm -hmm. you know, you didn't know anything more than it was just a game, yep. you know, until you understand it is when, you know, God, I was stupid. You know, you know I could have just opened up a portal to the, you know, the, the most devilish satanic world right, of the wall, exactly. you know, and I played it all the time. Yeah. I know I used to too. <laughs> so you think it's harmless. You yeah. guys think it's harmless. I don't know because I mean I, I would think that I think Sherry has a different opinion on it now than she had when you were you were twelve and playing with it all the time, right? I wasn't twelve. Well, whatever. What I was, but I wasn't twelve. <laughs> Maybe it could be similar to actually going out investigating. You could go. 30 different times nothing happens but maybe you get that one hit maybe the ouija board is similar like you said you played it a lot maybe sometimes it wasn't nothing happened then you had something weird happen is it what, like... i never really had anything too crazy happen with it but um i just i don't see the difference between using the ouija board or doing the um evp you're asking mm -hmm. questions it's answering questions that's well, a good point. Uh, well, but people uh, are pushing on it, aren't they? On the Ouija board thingy, whatever it's called. Yeah, but that, that yeah, called. that's what you do. But I honestly, I mean, what I think what everybody worries about is it's opening up a portal when you're asking questions. I don't think that's really what's happening. You know what I mean? So that fear is there, and and that's that's why everybody's afraid of it or don't mm -hmm. recommend using it. You know and. Yeah, I think uh, I think you still have a different opinion that you just don't want to share with us today about them because you know darn well you probably wouldn't throw out I the Ouija board to this it. day. No, I yeah. won't use it There's today. There's got to be a no. reason for that. 
Well, I didn't have anything happen. No. Well, that's like going in there and, you know, all the little things go into a locked bathroom and say Bloody Mary or whatever <laughs> yep, 19 yep, times. Yep, yep. I mean, nobody wanted to do that either, you know. And that seems harmless, you know, but. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. You know, when I did they... it as a kid, I don't know yeah. if I'd do yeah, it now. Do it now. Yeah. God, I used to do so many things as a kid. Hey, if it's not on the internet, they're not doing it anymore. Yeah. Is there a video game, Bloody Mary? If there was, then everybody would be doing There's it. There's a movie. I think we watched it. Yeah. Did we? Years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I'd Kids like to don't see that do again. that stuff anymore. No, or Candyman. Don't get me wrong. I do, I've had paranormal <laughs> birthday parties with you know with younger kids, and you know they're they're very into it. But most of my um, you know most of my dealings are with adults. So yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Now, Justin, you you told me once that our oldest son Aiden, he would like talk to your grandmother or something. My mom. It was your mom. Whoops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oopsies. Not my grandmother. <laughs> I'm no, gonna be in the doghouse. I uh, had a video camera in his room when he was little, and he used to have night terrors all the time. But terrifying, awful, yeah. scary, horrifying experience. But he, um, <laughs> every night before he went to bed, he would just play in his room, and he'd just sit on the floor, and he'd have full blown conversations with my mom, and he ended it every single night with, "All right." Night, Grandma. Love you. And then he would get into his bed and tuck himself in. It was every single night. He was having full-blown... And he only knew her from pictures that I had shown of him. Because she had passed away when I was 11. So I used to always call her Grandma. This is Grandma. This is Grandma up in heaven is what we actually called her. So he would sit there. And he was answering questions and, you know, just... It was as if he's sitting there having a full conversation. And you can see him looking up on the video camera. Not at the video camera but like he's looking up at something and he's just talking as if he's having a regular conversa- conversation with anybody and he's answering and then it would always end with okay good night grandma love you so yeah and then that stopped I think when he was around I'm going to say three and a half four now some people might chalk that up to imagination you know imaginary friend kind of thing he Wants to act like he's talking to his grandma. But, like you said, at the same time, how do you really know? They were real questions about how his right, day right. was. What did he do in school? Who did innocence. He, like, he was. Exactly, yeah. We haven't, his society hasn't, you know, manipulated, you know, his thought pattern. And, you know, it's the innocence. And that's why they say children and animals, you know, have this issue. I mean, a lot of the, the house calls that we've made over the years doing the group, and we have gone out to clients, you know, we call them clients, but people's homes. And a lot of the claims are my cats sit at the bottom of the steps and their heads are going back and forth as if somebody's walking. And our dog has done that. Yeah. And they would have like I was multiple. Slinky's freaked out. Yeah. Right? Our dog has just suddenly like tail between his legs, like and got up and ran. Just got up and just <laughs> took off out of the room. And we're looking around, we're like, did somebody just yeah, cruise by here that we didn't see or something? It's probably something, you know, that spooked them so for sure, you know, and uh, hey, it could be a spirit. But I mean, that's a lot of the claims about animals. And then, mm-hmm. of course, you know, that's I'm not I'm not reinventing the wheel here. I mean, children, mm-hmm. you know, have that, too. And most of the most people's experiences happen when they're much younger. And when you that purity them. factor, yeah. maybe mm-hmm. you're not yeah. as tainted as us Nobody adults. I told you you couldn't <laughs> fly. You know, <laughs> you know, you think you'd be able to fly. So, you know, that's uh, one of the things. Why do birds fly? Because no one told them they couldn't. Yeah. You know, so, hey, that works, you know, so. Not so pessimistic. Yep. 
No, that's the way. That's the way I look at it when the kids. So I, I wouldn't doubt it for a minute. That, and I know that because I have my sister um, had a dream that she woke up crying from um, from my grandfather showing up. And my grandfather died, you know, like five years or so before my grandmother. And um, you know, she had this dream where you know she told me she's like, David, I swear he was there in front of me. It was too real. He says she she felt emotion. She woke up crying. She's like, Pop, what are you doing here? And he just looked at her and he goes, Sandy, I have to be here. And uh, my grand my grandmother passed away like two weeks later, and um, a lot of times they say when spirits come they come for you. It's everybody who you ever loved and known, and you know they're all around you. You know when it's coming to be your time, it could be weeks before, but you know so. Not saying that that was the reason why, but I mean there's just different different reasons on different levels. You know she's a you know, 30, 40 year old woman experiencing this and you're talking about mm-hmm. a two year old child experience mm-hmm. it. It's at different levels, but you know, it, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a purity thing, I think, you know, and it's a, you know, with the dogs and the animals, obviously they're not, you know, they're not, they're not closed off. To yeah. Them. You know, you can't mm-hmm. manipulate them, you know, unless you have a treat, you know, but <laughs> outside of that, you know, <laughs> you know you, so yeah, you know, it's a good way to kind of gauge what's going on, you know, and the reality of it. Now, there was one other story that you told me that I'd like you to share, and then we'll start to wrap things up. It was, I think this might have also been at Fort Mifflin, correct me if I'm wrong here. It was like uh, somebody swinging kind of a thing? Yeah, it was Fort Mifflin. I found that really interesting. Yeah, we were uh, doing a tour with uh, the Fort Mifflin, doing another one of those uh, public nights with them where we were hosting it as a group, and we were sitting in one of the casemates none of the notable ones but one of the larger ones and we were just kind of listening to you know the to the woman that did all the paranormal you know stuff there back in the day Lorraine she was just kind of giving her a little spiel and I was kind of looking you know past her and down and like there was bunks down at the end and it's probably about 20 30 feet away and I can see what it appeared to be like a small child you know the sizes of it but it was definitely not a child it was more of a smaller version of a man you know and he uh his legs were dangling from the top bunk and it was they were just swinging he kind of had his hands down to the sides to support himself and he's kind of just looking down at me and I'm looking at him he's looking at all of us and I'm just kind of staring past her and you know Lorraine knows you know who I am she had me there for a reason you know we, we did the paranormal so she's like staring at me and she kind of like looked back you know behind her and looked back at me and she finished what she did she's like came right she's like Dave what are you what are you looking at you know and I'm like the back bunk on the right I was like, just look down there. And she looked down there and she's like, oh. I'm like. See, I like that you didn't even give away. That. You weren't like, I yeah. see a guy that you just said mm-hmm. that back bunk. No, like, want, what do you see so I we can compare? That. I want that. You know, I, yeah. that's what I want because I, you know, I don't know if my eyes are playing tricks on me or not. You maybe, you know, you can really want what you really want. You're going to get what you want, you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and I'm like, do you see that? And she's like, she's like, are they swinging their feet? And I'm like, that's, <laughs> so, yeah. I was like, isn't that pretty cool? And everybody kind of looked down there, but no one else could see it. Yeah, you know? <laughs> you're like that's so, pretty cool. I'd be like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, like I said, Fort Mifflin is a really great spot to go, even if you go during the day, because there are places you can kind of get away from people. I mean, we've been there with three, four hundred people there, and you can still oh, yeah. find you know corners of the world in there that you can be by yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's a real fun place. And you know, and even if you can't get there, you know, we're going out there in June. But I know you guys aren't going to be able to do that. You know, if you guys 
Go do have an opportunity to go go see it, you know, during the day. It's, it's a great historical spot. It's they dubbed the fort that saved America. It's got a lot of history um, back with, I guess, the Revolutionary War. So, you know, it's a really neat place, and it's got a lot of paranormal stuff going on there. So, yeah, yeah, you know, between that and Bolton Mansion, there's there's just tons of stories. You know, we just don't have enough time tonight to go through them all. But, um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of experiences in those two spots. Definitely. <laughs> Well, one thing that we experienced, which I want to play for you, see if you guys can rehear it again. Jess is laughing. I don't know why you're laughing. I just think you're silly. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to play a sound clip. So we've gone on a bunch of these investigations, and the very first one we went on was at Summer Seat. That was Jess and I's first. Well, my first one with Your you, with one. my first one with Jess, and it was at Summer Seat, which is in Morrisville, Pennsylvania, yes. I believe. And it, it's very old. It's a, a definitely a super cool historical spot. I mean, George Washington was there for what was it, a week, ten days, something like that. And this is right before the famous attack on the city of Trenton, Washington Crossing, where the. The, the the war really changed. The tides changed in the war. So it's a very historical spot. I mean, it's cool to be in a building where you know, like, the the founder, leader of our country, you know, that's was actually in. It's pretty cool, you know. So that was interesting just alone in that and all the cool historical stuff that was in there. And we went up to that creepy basement. Or not basement. <laughs> that creepy ceiling. But nope, the creepy <laughs> attic. I'm going to get this. We went up to that creepy attic up there, and they had those weird mannequins, but that's beside the point. And we went up there, and I don't know if you guys remember this. We heard a breath. I think I do remember that. I mean, I think, I think the big focus was that door that kept uh The door was there, too. Or something, that's right? on the, yeah. that, that was on the recording. Yeah. yeah. So we, I know that was that. The breath part, I kind of familiar. I think I remember you. Because uh, yeah, I have it right here. Yeah. I'll play it for us. Okay. Yeah. Now, we'll, we'll probably have to listen to this a few times because it is very subtle. Right. I remember when we were there, it was much more distinct. Yes. And for me, I was sitting on like a beam kind of on the floor in the creepy... I called it a basement, a ceiling, and it was an attic. Right. And I was sitting against like a pole in the middle of the room, and I heard it over my right shoulder. Anyway, so I want to play the clip here, and let's see if we can find it. There. Oh, there. Did you hear it? I did too. Yeah. <gasps> I'll turn it up Nobody even more. Nobody took a deep breath. No. I heard the breath too. Yeah. All of us are in this recording. There's you, Sherry. Because <laughs> anyone take a deep breath? Jess is in it, and you're in it too. When right. you you confirm that you heard the breath, let's hear it again, real quick. I just heard a breath. I did too. Yeah. <gasps> Nobody took a deep breath. No. I heard the breath too. Yeah. <laughs> well, we definitely have confirmation of a breath, you know, by all of us. So yeah, we all did hear it. I, I remember that now. It's like a- and it was yeah. probably even more prominent in real life than it was on the recording. I mean, that kind of got lost in the background. But, you know, when you, you know, obviously if somebody goes, hey, did you hear that? You're going to go back a couple, you know, mm-hmm. minutes and listen to that tape over again. And if you, and, and there's a lot of other software you can use to isolate it. So, but yeah, we all heard that straight out with our own ears and more than one person did. And we all, you know, took responsibility for ourselves and no one did it. And yeah, it's a nice little piece of uh, evidence. Yeah, know? I think that's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Jessica, See, I didn't you got hear it last phone. night because I had recorded it on my phone and I sent it to him so he could use it for this. And he kept playing it for me last night on the computer. And I was like, I don't hear it. I don't hear it. Now that I have headphones on, I can hear it. Mm-hmm. Again. Right. Mm-hmm. It's subtle. But like I remember I said, it but... that night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
That was definitely quite peculiar. <laughs> All right. So is there a, uh, obviously there's a website, right? Is there an email address or best way they could reach you guys if somebody was interested in perhaps coming along or just want to send you some information? I mean, probably the easiest way is through social media. You, know, you go to the Feral Cells Paranormal on Facebook. I mean, that's basically where we do most of our stuff. I'm not. I'm not on the uh, on the on the Twitter. We're on the Facebook. <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I know. We saw that on TV. I thought that was funny. Yeah, the, the Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's the easiest way. We post all of our stuff on there. You know, if we're having an event, we'll post it on there. Um, you can always follow. You know, the the Bolton site, I mean, if something goes on, we'll put it on there. But most of the paranormal stuff, definitely uh, just, you know, friend our, our page on Facebook. And, you know, that's where you'll hear it first. It's just the easiest way to do it. So um, email is really not going to get you anywhere. So, <laughs> But, yeah, Facebook would be it. That's perfect. All right, that works. Guys, if you want to send me an email about this podcast or any other podcast, you can send it to philinterrupted at gmail.com. That's where you'll find me, and I will respond for sure. Guys, this has been a pleasure. It's been really fun having you on. A lot of I fun. Really, I really enjoyed talking about this topic. Thanks for making the trip out. Hey, man, all I want to say is you know, when you go out to these places, please respect them, respect the spirits, You know, have Good fun, point. and uh, you know, have permission. have permission, and always leave it cleaner than <laughs> you got it, that you got there, you know, and... Uh, you know that, and and then you you know you're invited back, and you know you always want to go back because you know you want to go back and see what happened and try to experience all the experience again. You know, you had so yeah. I mean, just you know, you follow those rules, and you're gonna have a good time. Go something. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks everybody for being here again. This is gonna wrap it up. We've been making moves here on Phil Interrupted, and we will catch you next time. Peace out. I, I've never used the Ouija board and I never want to. I'm just like I have and I like, why, why yeah, see? Why why open that possible door? Why even bother? It's like a roller coaster. I don't need because it. Because it's made by like Mattel. So <laughs> yeah. yeah.